Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another amazing podcast episode. And this episode is going to be a guest appearance episode for the month. And the guest that I have on is Chiri Ibuchivu. Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> ah, finally. Thank God. All right. So he's an author. He's the author to Coming to Canada, which is a guide for immigrations uh, for any immigrant who is going to a different country, be it Canada, US, New Zealand. It, it's all about settlement and helping you get there and be able to get used to the ways of being in a different country. So the topic of this episode is going to be all about immigration and culture. I know this is not a topic which is usual of mine. It's something which I don't talk about a lot. But now that you think about it, it does come into self-improvement. And when you are in a different country, there is a lot of self-improvement to do. And to all those listeners out there who have been an immigrant, they have gone to a different country and lived there. They know what I'm talking about. Anyways, so let's just continue. And Chidi, welcome to the podcast episode. Thank you for having me. All right. So the first thing, as many of my listeners who have been listening to me regularly and listening to my interviews know that the first thing I ask about to any amazing thing that anyone has done, like writing a book, it's such a big achievement. And to that thing, like everything has an origin story of its own. So to this book that you have written, what was the origin story for this book? Well, um, I so I originally, uh, I have been, the book draws from three, let me start again. Mm-hmm. The book draws from broadly three experiences that I have. The first experience, obviously, is my experience as a recent newcomer. Um, when we came in here some years ago, we couldn't find any resource that would speak to us in terms of the immigration process and to help us guide us through all the stresses and all the challenges that we're going to face through the way. Uh, And so we had to reinvent the wheel as it were for most part. We, yeah, the settlement agencies were there, but they gave us bits of information depending on what their focus um, at the time is. And so most of the wisdom that we got from all of that, going through that maze um, of immigration uh, or settlement, working with other people who came after us and the work I did in the community as a community organizer, basically as a director of humanitarian services for a cultural organization. Those are the things that I then decided to codify so that other people can uh, also benefit from it. That's how the book came about. So the, the, the idea is, even if you don't know anybody, while when you come in here, you'll be able to get the book, You'll be able to speak to you about the things you expect to do before you come in, when you learn, and the way forward until years down the line, decades down the line before you, uh, when you settle in Canada. That's, that's a lot. So this is how many years of experience in this book? Um, five years of Canadian experience, but more particularly because I've been widely traveled. I read in England uh, for my graduate studies um, and I've traveled around the world. I think the only continent I haven't been to is um, South America as a way. Um, so all of those also come into the, into the book. That's a lot of experience. And like, you know, 
putting all that in in that one book it must be a mind blowing book yeah it was um again the the thing about writing is you while you have all of these experiences you also want to make present it in a way that it will not be over detailed if there's a word like that but something that people can relate to people can read in 2 3 hours um, everybody can read but there is a guidebook so you, it's not something you read and leave it's something that you go back to from time to time uh, and uh, see if you can get some more inspirations and uh, nuggets of wisdom to resolve the challenges that you face when you move from your country to another land because it's an entirely different ball game you know from the day you decide that you want to leave you are battling so many things that are invisible but real yeah. okay yeah man and i like the way that you said it before before we have this recording session that this book is like your buddy i really like that you know yeah so it's like a friend speaks to you like if you know if you go into a maze maze turns you in and out so it speaks to you every single time there is um you get to those kind of places where you need that advice where you are worried uh, what am i what am i supposed to do now what 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 should i do best here in this situation what kind of decision should i take and so you take the book and you go to the the chapter that relates to that particular situation where you are in and then you be able to on, to see okay this is how chidi or or people have navigated um, it and that that that's the the thing about the book you know it, it tries to talk to you from the point of live the experience knowing that you're going to go through this yes you are you expect this to happen or this is what is going to happen when you follow these steps and many people amazing reviews that I've gotten of people who bought the book and uh, so it's not me praising the book it's also from the reviews that I've got both on Amazon Ritzy and all, all all over the place yeah oh, that that's really great you know it just tells that a lot of people got a lot of help from that book yes that's that's really awesome so let's say that you know someone's going to uh, you know like they have never been to a foreign country they are going to us or canada and they're going to stay there for like a few months and they're not in that long settlement kind of a place will they still mm-hmm. be able to get something from the book absolutely remember that the title of the book is the ultimate success guide for new immigrants and travelers so it also speaks to travelers right tourists people who come in from different uh, from different parts of the world so because culture shop does not does not um look for who is a permanent resident or who is a tourist so culture shock and the mindset that comes in um they all speak to you as somebody who have not been in this culture before and who could potentially win that experience for example if you were to um not to obey the traffic light for example um you be you be charged it will, doesn't matter whether you are a tourist or whether you are a permanent resident you be charged by police if you have a running with police you will have problem and there are there are if you also understand that um some countries have this um um intelligence and uh, cooperation agreement they call the five five eyes so that if you have a criminal record in the united states it's going to affect your application to go to new zealand that's what people do not understand so if you have a problem with the uk police you have run into the uk police you probably have a problem you have need to explain it to get even a visiting visa to come to canada so it's very important that people understand that 
the world is getting uh, where the world is get, getting globalized, yeah, your records follow you everywhere you go, and so you be mindful of it. So that, the book speaks to that, and how are you able to get accommodation? For example, BNB, Airbnb, uh, if you are going to stay longer, um, and all that. So uh, it speaks to everybody who is getting into a new country. Doesn't matter your status. Oh, that's really great and that word globalization you know you can see it everywhere every kind of chain is like every single country will have that kind of chain like mcdonald's it's every single place you know it's like you can't miss it it's like no, you can't yeah and no, you can't that, because because the world is getting like truly the world is a small is a is a global village i mean you are in uh, toronto and you're talking to me here uh and we are having a, a real-time conversation so who will have thought this is possible so that's the way it is as well so the people can't in a globalized world you need to be careful of what you do anywhere you are because again uh, records can show at any given moment so it's important that when you come in whether you're visiting for one day or whether you're visiting for two days for, for example i i traveled to england a couple of times i've been going on holidays to england a couple of times mm -hmm. and then before i now decided to go there to go do my graduate studies uh, part of the um, process of visa was also to confirm that all the times I visited England, I didn't have any 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 running with crime with with the police. Um, and so when I also applied to become a permanent resident of Canada, I had to provide a police clearance from England as part of the process. Because oh. I've lived in England for uh, for more than six months. Once you are in a country for more than six months, up to six months, you provide clearance. From that, that country. So these are some of the things that some people who don't travel often do not know or appreciate. Yeah. Like it's so complex, so many rules, so many regulations that you have to look, dodge, make sure that you know you're not getting, you know, stuck in all those stuff. It's really hard. Yeah. And so that's why the book is important. It's not just for those who are coming to Canada, because some people might decide they don't want to come to Canada. They might, they might decide to go to any other country, but just a reminder to, to say, listen, these are the things you are going to encounter. These are the things that you, you face. Mm -hmm. uh, and this, uh, some of the suggestions, as it were, not directive, but suggestions about how to resolve them. Mm -hmm. That's really great. So like, let's say that, you know, does it take into account the cultural differences because everyone's gonna be different. Everyone's coming from a different country. Like for me, I'm from India and Indians need a visa for anything, any single country that they wanna to go to. It's not like US. Americans can go to a different country. They can go to Canada without requiring a visa and stuff. With Indians, they need a visa for everything. So that's a difference right there. So there are so many cultural differences here. Is the book able to take into account all those differences and help? everyone on a general basis yes uh, remember the book doesn't talk to immigration doesn't talk to immigration or visa pathways what i talk what i speak about is how to integrate and and settle when you get into a country the reason why i decided to not get into the visa pathways or the immigration pathways is because they keep changing right the countries keep changing right mm -hmm. so what worked yesterday may not work today you might wake up tomorrow and uh, the government says we're not doing this program again you know and, and all of that they keep modifying but settlement is settlement you want to come in you want to have a good time you want to build a good life if you want to visit for example you want to enjoy your visit and you want to leave peacefully and then so that next time when you're applying again for visa for example you'll be given if you want to stay permanently or you want to come in as a student uh, you want to keep the, that record clean, et cetera, et cetera. So for settlement, I can guarantee that 
for settlement and, and, and authority, um, I can guarantee that anybody who gets this book will obviously get it. Great. So moving on to the thing, the audience obviously is immigrants and stuff, like people who are going to a new country and they have not been there and travelers who are staying there for quite some time. That's the audience of the place. So in terms of how this book exactly like in terms of longitude, like is it like a traveler who's going there for a few weeks or is it just that touristy types who just stays in hotels and stuff like will it still help them? Yeah, so let's let's take for example one aspect, just one aspect. Let's say you are coming to Canada in um, in February, mm -hmm. and you want to stay for two weeks, mm -hmm. right? And you get this book. Chapter two of this book will tell you to be mindful of the Canadian winter, the eyes on the floor. Mm -hmm. It's that detailed. Wow. Will tell you about how to be mindful of the black eyes because if you are coming from a country, for example, like mine, where we don't see snow and all that. Mm -hmm. You will not understand the, what will happen if you step on black ice that is very slippery and you're going to fall. You're ending up in the hospital. You already have a June holiday right there. If you have a broken bone, you are already in the hospital. They are right there. And because you are a tourist, for example, the cost of medical expenses will be so much on you for that one single misstep. So, so if you had gotten this book and read ahead of time and realize that when you see black, black uh, eyes, better dodge it <laughs> and get, you know, get shoes that are weather appropriate or clothing that weather, weather appropriate, you know, you will have saved yourself a whole lot of pressure and stress. Let's also talk about weather appropriate dressing, for example. Mm -hmm. If you do, if you think that Canada, Canada, if you do not appreciate that Canada's weather, uh, depending on which province you are in, and I talk generally about the the bitter winter of Edmonton, where I, where I live, for example. Mm -hmm. If you don't dress warmly and you get ill, it's on you. Mm -hmm. So the next thing you're calling ambulance, the next thing you are going to the hospital, emergency services, and you are paying out of pocket. So it doesn't matter whether you're staying for one day, it doesn't matter whether you're staying for three days. If you come from a country where driving is crazy and so you can run across the expressway and then you think that's acceptable here we call it jaywalking and you go you get in there and the driver hits you even if the driver is held responsible as it were but you have the injuries and the pains to suffer in the hospital so whether it's for one day or two days there are values in the book you know that are packed that you could uh, get once you get it if, if, if you intend to move from one country to another. Mm -hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense, especially in places like India and stuff. There is no regulation. There's no road regulation there. You know, people are walking all over the place. You know, the cars are so casual with stuff. And I could say that my country, the people who are coming from my country and going to another country for the first time, that book is a must. I would Absolutely. definitely say that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's really, really great. So talking about globalization, would you say that now because of globalization and now that we are so connected to stuff and we have stuff like Google and stuff, you know, which tells us information right up front mm -hmm. in seconds, mm -hmm. do you think that may, it has made stuff easy when it comes to immigration? It has. I, 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 you know, um, my experience is that with globalization, it's so easy, right? You could pick up, think about, for example, the fact that you could pick up your phone and book an accommodation 
from India, from Pakistan, from anywhere in the world, and you, you're coming to Canada, you could um, book an accommodation, and you go there, you pick your key, and you get into the house, stay, and you go home. Nobody will have thought about this, you know, um, many years, many decades ago. Um, globalization has made life easy for everybody. But, can, but from also the point of view of what we have just gone through in terms of the pandemic, you can also see that globalization has its own, has its own uh, side effects, right? Because it, an outbreak of a disease somewhere can become disastrous for people in thousands of kilometers, thousands of miles away, right? Mm -hmm. So to the extent that we have seen, we think that globalization has been absolutely great, absolutely important. Um, it has created more jobs than before. People, people stay in their homes and they do jobs, freelancers on Fiverr, et cetera, et cetera, all over the world. Um, but it needs to be well managed because again, there are uh, what uh, the, an author said, there are people who have been discontent because of globalization. There are people who have lost that because of globalization. And when we talk about globalization, we also need to talk about skill sets, right? So you, you know this is a force you can't stop. Globalization is a force you can't stop. The only way you can be relevant in a globalized world is to upscale your skill, upscale as it were you know, get up their skills so that your skills will be relevant everywhere. I mean, if, if some of us who, who didn't, who came to Canada, we didn't have these skills, we probably wouldn't have fit in. Yeah. So let's talk about adaptability. We all know that humans are adaptable beings. We can adapt anywhere. We can go from a hot place to a cold place and we'll adapt to that place. So can it ever happen that a person can pre prepare for that adaptation? Like, let's say that they have to go to a cold place. So they start to work on that. Is, is there any way to work on these things beforehand and make yourself more adaptable? I think the first thing is to work on your mindset. Mm -hmm. I think every every success starts from a mindset. You know, so if you determine that I'm going to succeed, it doesn't matter what is thrown at me. You find that out. You know, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Number two is if you are moving to a place, depending again how long you're going to stay. You might want to think about it like a long-term project, not a short-term project. Like the analysis I usually use is, if you look at long-term runners, people who, who run marathons, mm -hmm. they run bit by bit, they conserve their energy over that long period of time. Versus mm -hmm. those who do 100 meter dash, you need to take off the cost of energy that carries you over that short period of time. So depending on which one, what you want to do, you want to make sure that you understand that settling in another culture, is a long-term project. Mm -hmm. What that does for you is it gives you a, a perspective that when you meet hit um, obstacles on the way, you know that it's just for um, a brief period of time. It's not the end of the world, and you continue going. Versus when you expect that once you come in, everything's going to be okay, um, the, everything is working, you have the job you want, or the exact same job that you had back home, etc. And then when you come in and you don't get those, you get disappointed. And then the disappointment gets into resentment, and all of a sudden you are you are battling with your mental health. You know, so that's that's the way to look at it. So it's good to start with the mental attitude that everything will work out surely and whatever it is that is taking that i need to do to succeed that is not illegal that is not immoral mm -hmm. um, i would need to do in pursuit of that bigger goal that i have so it, once you once you get the mindset right and appreciate the fact that it may not all happen in one day i guess the, the rest will be taken care of
Yeah. So you become prepared for that. And, you know, once you get there, you know that you're prepared. So you don't freak out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's really great. So talking about social skills, knowing that moving to a different country is so damn hard, getting there, people, you know, are not in the same, let's say, skin color and stuff. I don't want to be racist here, but let's say skin color or let's say culture. Culture is so damn different. If you are not the kind of a person who celebrates Christmas, here you have Christmas, here you have winter. There's so many other things that you don't relate with and you just isolate yourself. Does that book help you with isolation issues and stuff? Yes, it does. <clears throat> One of the things I, I, I spoke and I emphasize it over and over in the book is the idea that you need to get into the community and participate in the community. Mm-hmm. The beautiful thing about Canada is that Canada is multicultural. So while Canada wants you to come in, it wants you to come in with your culture. Okay. Unlike other places, for example, uh, let's say France, for example, that wants you to become a Frenchman. Canada wants you to be an Indian in Canada, right? So you see your community, you participate in the things that are very there to you, you bring in your values, okay? Mm -hmm. Because Canada understands that, uh, like some of us are taking um, um, communication courses, there are are no single culture that is the superior culture. Every culture can stand shoulder to shoulder uh, with other cultures, right? And mm-hmm. so if you, are, if you understand it from that point of view, the first thing and the most important thing you need to do for yourself when you come to Canada is to get involved in the community, either by volunteering, uh, by um, um, participating in community activities, by showing up, by you know, um, contributing whatever it is that you have, you know, right from the neighborhood where you live, to the provinces where you live. There are opportunities for you to participate, to volunteer, the food banks, the Habitat for Humanities, the Humane Society, participate, volunteer, show up. In doing all of those things, you will understand how the society, how these communities work, how the society work. You'll be able to improve your accent and your language skills. You'll be able to get mentors, people who will who who would show you ways and means of going around the community and solving your problems? In in the course of volunteering, you will get reference references, right? And then the beautiful thing about can, about volunteering in Canada is it resolves one of the key challenges that people have when they come in, which is you don't have Canadian experience, which you need to get a Canadian job. Mm-hmm. Right, so but volunteering gives you that age. So you Canadian employers will see that you are volunteering, you're participating in the community, you're active in the community, and it counts for you towards employment. Oh. So you can't lose from it. And I cannot overemphasize it. Oh, that that's good. That's good. So that that's the same thing with different countries as well. You know, you commit, uh, you contribute, you volunteer, and then things become easier for you because you know how things work. Absolutely. The, the, the idea that you go to a, a, a country or you go to a culture and you get stuck in, you stay indoors, mm-hmm. um, I don't understand. You know, So you, it's not the best for you in, either in the short term or in the long term. Even if you're a tourist, you want, even if you're a tourist, you want to visit, you want to see the landmarks, you want to enjoy the, the sounds and sights of the place that you've gone to. You know, that, that's the whole idea um, of you moving from one country to the other. But getting hold up in inside you 
will not give you that cosmopolitanism that traveling widely brings. That's so true. So there are also a lot of stereotypes involved, you know, like when you go to a different country, let's say Australia, Australia is always known for its racist way of being. Many people who are Australians do place racist remarks and stuff. So how do you deal with that when you're in that kind of a community which has a lot of racism in it? So racism is a challenge everywhere in the world. And being a black person, you, you understand that I have seen my own share of racism everywhere. And here is what I, I, I tell people. Um, we can't discount it. We have to keep talking about it. We have to keep pushing the conversation forward. Mm -hmm. But don't let it be the thing that will paralyze you. Okay, mm -hmm. because if we don't take time, we might be fixated in it. It's, it's a horrible thing to be judged, not by the, uh, like Martin Luther, we said, the content of your character, but the color of your skin. It's a horrible thing to be judged because sometimes you, uh, you, you come in, like I just said previously, with the, with the mindset of helping to build a community. You know, there's something you, have, you, you can contribute and this is where you belong. And, you know, you want to share um, all that passion and all that experience you have. And yet something, there are roadblocks placed in front of you that will not allow you to do, make all of that. Um, it's a, a sad commentary on the country or the people who do that. Because like I have argued somewhere, it's actually the country that loses out. Okay, mm -hmm. it's actually the country that loses out. It's, yeah, as much as it's painful, uh, on the, at the end of it all, the country loses out, you know, because they're not able to tap into that reserve, reservoir of um, diversity, inclusion, and equity that they should have to build up their country. Mm -hmm. So expect racism as, um, as, an, as something that will happen. Expect to see it in, jump up in unexpected places. I have learned that it, will, it, can, it, can, it can hit you when you least expect it. But it hasn't stopped me from doing the things I want to do, mm -hmm. right? Because... Again, the, the, the thing about the human nature is that I will always vote for the good of the human person, the human spirit. Even when those times come up, you will see one or two people who will speak up, who will, um, hold, who will restore your faith in humanity, even when they're not the same skin, skin, skin type of you. That's so true. You know, like never give up. That's so true. Because like if you let this thing happen and you just, you know, get into this, you know, dull vibe just because of that one thing and just, you know, it just screws up your willpower and stuff. It's just not good enough. That's yeah, right. I mean, absolutely. You can't just give up. The reason why you can't give up is that there are always opportunities. There are always, things can always get better. So, but if you just shut down your mind and say, this is going to happen anyways, you won't even try. And who knows, you, you, if you don't try, you're going to lose. 100% of the shots you didn't take, you're going to lose them. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that, that's so true. So if you have to put a percentage on it, how many percentage would you say is your book involving in mentality and how much percentage is it technical stuff? That's a great question. I would say there's a balance of, say, 50-50. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I said 50-50 is each chapter of the book encourages you to talk about your mental, you know, the, the mental attitude you need to succeed. I don't think there's any chapter of that book that doesn't tell you to go, 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 get stuff done, right? Yeah. Get out, get, get um, set out your goals and get them done. 
The other 50% will be, okay, now you are set up. This is the way you're going to do this, what you need to do, this what you need to do. So I think there's a balance there. Uh, one, of the, one, one thing that I um, try to talk about in that book that is not frequently discussed is the mental health impact of relocation and settlement in a different way. You know, so I don't know where you're going to characterize that, but it's something that we haven't spoken quite much about. Uh, and it's also something that I believe that we should be talking about because having gone through that process and knowing what I know today, I know it's not an easy process. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book so that people don't go through the, the same and make the same mistake, get um, so freak out as if we are when they get to that, to some of those points. And then all of that will impact their their health, their mental health, their family dynamics and everything. So it's a combination of a technical book that shows you um, how to get stuff done, but more or less it also speaks to you that you can get it done. Yeah, that's so good. Both, both the sides are so important. You know, if there was an imbalance of it, it might have caused a lot of problems for the reader, but knowing that it's a balanced set, you know, technicality is there and the balance of mentality is also there. It's so important and that's amazing. That's really good. So moving on, as we are coming to the end of this podcast episode, if let's say that you have to sum up this entire episode, all the stuff that you have read, all the stuff you have experienced, all the stuff that you have written down in that book, and you have to put it in some bullet points for the readers and something that they can just note down right now, what would those bullet points be? The only bullet point is go and get the book. That's good. That's good. Right. You know, yeah, the only, the only bullet point is gonna get the book. It's just like asking me, there are 10 chapters in the book, right? Mm -hmm. And just like asking me which one is your favorite chapter. I can't tell you for sure that this is my favorite chapter because all of them come from the same place of care of uh, making sure that you have the resources that you need to succeed. Okay, so if you were to say um one thing. Mm -hmm. If I were to say well, this is the key thing about the, the whole book, it's, I believe, it subtracts from the whole essence because each of those chapters speak to different people in their different situation. If you come in into a place, for example, and you have kids, right? The way you parent from an intercultural point of view will be different, for example, if you don't have, you know, um, if, if you came in and you do, you are just um, uh, single, okay? Obviously, you won't have parents, you won't have kids to parents if you're single. But the point I'm making is that, so if I were to say, speak to one single thing, it probably would deviate from what the people who have kids would get. And then if I now concentrate on parenting, it will differ from what people who have relationships will get out of the book. And then if I uh, were also to fo focus more on the work culture, it will deviate from all of that volunteerism and getting involved in the community. So I think the best important thing, the most important thing to do is to get the book, read it. And I will be very willing to take feedback from people um, about what they think about the book and how it has added value to the different aspects of your life. It's not just one thing, it's the whole, the whole uh, cycle of uh, settlement. Yeah. Actually, in this topic and how this topic revolves, I would say that bullet points are not that necessary. But still, you know, you, if you have something in mind, something that just, you know, like that one thing that you can say to anyone and everyone that's going to go to a different country, you can say that as well. 
Yeah, they think that that one single thing would be just understand that culture shock can hit you where when you when you think you 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 know when you don't expect it and is you best be prepared, you best be ready, and the best preparation will be to get this book. All right, that that's great. So to all the listeners out there who are going to be future immigrants, you don't know yet. You might just be who knows, right? So this is the best thing you can take a note of. Remember, you know, tattoo it under your eyelids and stuff, like my Peter, by like my mentor says, Peter Sage. Anyways, so now that we have come to the end of this podcast episode, this amazing podcast episode, thank you, Chiri, for being here. Thank you for sharing this amazing knowledge and writing so much amazing stuff in your book. I will leave the books link down the description, and also leave uh, any social media links that you have. so that the readers can uh, the readers can reach out to you and i'll also leave my own link so they can reach out to me as well and it was an amazing it was i had an amazing time talk to you seriously thank you so much for having me me too <laughs> yeah for sure and to all the listeners out there have a good day always remember that you have to work on yourself regardless of whichever situation you are in if you're an immigrant you're not an immigrant you're you're sitting in your homeland you still have to work on yourself you know there's no getting out of that okay so i hope that you guys have a good day and i'll see you in my next podcast episode all right bye